0: All right, welcome back to the Upside Play. It's just me and Vincenzo today. Vinny Boy, how you feeling?
1: Feeling great. Warriors are on tonight. Um, basketball's back. Baseball playoffs are heating up, and, you know, NFL NFL's in full swing.
0: I'm glad you brought up the baseball playoffs. We've been on a two-week hiatus. I'm yeah. sure the people have noticed by our massive, massive views count that we see on these pods, just mm-hmm. astronomical. Brilliant. But – most of you guys have not noticed so we were gone for a couple weeks uh went on a little hiatus had some midterms coming up and then giants were in the playoffs just kind of went on the normal podcast night so we apologize for the delay um we've been on twitter pretty active so if you guys have any questions make sure to go over to our twitter we're happy to help anybody with any fantasy questions but i did want to bring up the the small little delay we had in pods um Giants broke our hearts. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, Gabe Morales' bookie is a rich, rich man—or sorry, not a rich man. He's poor because Gabe Morales took all his money by fixing that Giants last playoff game. Yep. Absolutely brutal. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I did end up going to the game. One best Giants crowd I've ever been a part of. Uh, actually, electric. We were in the nosebleeds. It was buzzing out there. Um, I actually got to sat next to a Dodgers fan and. He, uh, he bought me a couple beers afterwards because they uh, they had a rough going in that 1st four zero outing. Go Braves. Back to football. Um, news and headlines this week. We got trade deadline nearing. Um, I feel like we've talked about Deshaun Watson so many times on this podcast, and he hasn't played a snap yet. There's more rumors buzzing. Um, we're thinking Miami, and then there's a potential trade partner in there too. I think it's the Washington football team. I saw a report that it was potentially Watson to Miami Tua to Washington and Houston just gets a million draft picks um, which would be cool I think could work out for both teams I don't think Washington's a contender as of now their defense finally started to show up last week but Kansas City torched them towards the end thoughts on this trade Vince Um, does Watson have immediate success in Washington does Tua turn it around in Washington or sorry Watson have success in Miami Tua turn it around in Washington
1: I think Deshaun could have success in Miami, but the big question is is how long will he be suspended for? Because you you have to think he's going to be suspended. That's the reason why, one, he's not playing right now, and one, he hasn't been traded yet. As for the Washington side, I think that Tua definitely makes them a better team, um, but I just don't see the point in Washington making that move right now, um, unless they really think Tua's the guy, which... I don't think he is, but for Houston would win the trade regardless. Watson's never going to play there again. The million draft picks is really what they want. They're going to try to hit in the draft, even though there's not really a top quarterback prospect this year, but this trade is probably not going to happen, but it's definitely worth talking about.
0: I think they finally, if they do get all the picks, they don't go quarterback this year either. Mm -hmm. I think they would hope to accrue a 23 or 24 top pick and just build around right now because they're weak in a lot of different spaces. Um, They've looked a lot better than I think we expected them to this season. And we'll get into the bottom tier of the teams later in this pod. But um, yeah, I I agree. I think that Houston would make out like a bandit on this one. If they're getting the picks that we're hearing about Deshaun Watson, um, regardless of how much time he misses for Miami, I think him just being on the roster and ready to go next season is really what they'd be looking for um they they got a solid core if they can bring back Will Fuller uh Jalen Waddle obviously has looked very solid the past couple weeks and offensive line isn't terrible so we'll see we'll see what they can do with that but I'm kind of upset with all the Watson rumors because we hear them every single week and then nothing happens so it's kind of you
1: know sorry Miami also has the um the boatload of picks from the, the San Francisco trade the Philadelphia trade and the drafts um And the Laramie Tunsil trade with Houston, so there there is a connection between those two teams, uh, in blockbuster deals already. So we could see another one, but like you said, most likely not going to happen. But it is definitely, you know, something you got to start thinking about, especially with the trade deadline looming.
0: Yeah, and Miami having all those picks too. You think about it, I feel like I'd rather go and get an established quarterback now, and then be able to build the rest of my roster with those picks because Deshaun Watson. Well, I mean, just Deshaun Watson itself, right? Like, if they don't have to give up major picks and they're yeah. still keeping, like, one or two of those big-time picks that they've acquired, then who knows what you could do with those. You know, Deshaun yeah. Watson has proven that he is good enough to make a not-great team a playoff team. So if, if you get some solid picks around that, you got a young core. Deshaun Watson's not old by any means. I think Deshaun Watson's, what, 26 years old?
1: I want to say he's twenty yeah, 25 or 26 for sure.
0: Yeah, 26, September fourteenth. So he just turned 26. Um, so I mean, 26 year old stud quarterback coming to your team, he's going to be good for the next five to six years. Um, obviously, like you said, the uh, looming uh, suspension could be a problem, but I think 2022 is their best case scenario here. Marlon Mack or Rojo to San Francisco. Uh, this was kind of just a Ryan Mobley buzz talk here. Uh, I tweeted at John Lynch earlier in the season that I wanted Marlon Mack once uh, once Raheem went down, he has finally started to see some playing time. And I think that is clearly Indy just wanting to showcase that he's good and yeah. get some money off of him, get some good trades for him. And I mean, 49ers were not in a position to deal heavy picks. Um, we don't have too many to go around, But I I think that we could have some pieces that, I mean, for a third string running back out in Indy, we could make a move for. So it kind of depends on the price tag. But him and Rojo were two guys that I would like our team to target. If we get this running game going, it'll help out Trey. It'll help out Jimmy. It'll open up the passing game a little more. Debo has proved that he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league through the first six weeks. So I think that can continue. Brandon Ayuk hasn't even started to get going. We don't know what's going on with him, but I think developing this running game with our offensive line can really help open up some other spots in our offense.
1: Yeah. Those names you brought up are definitely intriguing, especially on the San Francisco team. One name you didn't bring up that I believe will get, you know, some some calls sent their way would be Houston's uh, Phillip Lindsay. Um, San Francisco and Phillip Lindsay would be absolutely amazing on that team. Um, you know, having a guy like Elijah Mitchell, who's also electric, and Philip Lindsay might just be what the doctor ordered for that San Francisco running game.
0: Yeah, and is Philip Lindsay a big forty guy? I don't know. Whenever I thought of Philip Lindsay, he seemed like more of a bruiser to me. So that's uh, that could be interesting. I think Trey Sermon might fill a similar role as Philip Lindsay, but I mean, I'm looking here and it says five eight. So he's a wonderful
1: he's... pass catcher. He's got he has two thousand yard. Uh, seasons under his belt over 200 carries in both of those seasons he could be a bell cow for a team we've seen it before um whatever yeah, team 90, ends up trading for him i think will come out like a bandit 93rd
0: uh, percentile in um in this 40 time so he does have a quick 40 it's sub 4-4 four, four. uh so wow. yeah philip is another good name to throw out there but we i just kind of want to see san francisco try to improve the rb department jeff wilson should be coming back hopefully sooner rather than later so just another thing to look out for Xavier and Howard uh, speaking of Miami again he, he just needs to be moved for a major price tag if they're not going to go after um, Deshaun Watson if that doesn't fall through they need to get rid of Xavier Howard. Howard um, it's not like he's a cancer to the team or anything he's just so valuable and he can get your team so so much more pieces you were talking first round for him I don't know if, if I was a GM I'd give up a first round pick for him but if we've seen cornerbacks be essential to the operation. Yeah. Um, like Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they could definitely use a cornerback right now. They're in a win now position. So first or second round pick for Xavier Howard would be huge for the Miami team.
1: Yeah. I mean, Xavier Howard, I can think of plenty of contenders that would love to have his services right now, starting with green Bay. Um, you, you brought up Tampa Bay, which is another great, um, landing spot San Francisco I know the draft capital is not there you know Las Vegas Um, but they're they're like there's going to be a team for him it just comes down to what they're willing to pay for him and then that contract as well can Miami pay some of that um, while getting more draft picks back or will they just shed the contract and get less draft capital back that's going to be the 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 move to get around, but Xavier Howard is like we've seen a top corner in the NFL, and they've done it already with Minka Fitzpatrick. They could get another hole for Howard, which is really what this team needs right now.
0: Yeah, they've, they've proven it with Minka, yeah, to Pittsburgh. So I think DBs are just a hot commodity right now. Uh, more and more DBs are ending up on the IR, and I mean, teams need them. If the Vikings want to keep going, they're going to have to improve that secondary. I know Patrick Peterson had a minor injury. So there, there's a lot of uh, corners and DBs that could find big homes, get a big price tag on them. Xavier Howard is definitely one of those at the top of the list. I um,
1: say, sorry, I want to say one thing right now. we got a minute left to go in the Warrior game in the first quarter. Steph is up. Steph is up to 21 points right now.
0: Already? I he's on, my head, he's I mean... on
1: absolute fire right now.
0: I turned and down is... and
1: I looked at it, and it was 21 in 10 <laughs> minutes. It's it's, since we're on the
0: since we're on the topic i mean we we have a new mvp on our team too huh oh
1: yeah Bielica. Bielica, 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 number, Bielica,
0: one. Bielica, number one he's serbian and this guy uh former EuroLeague mvp uh, this guy can flat out ball so he's our he looks like our draymond of the second unit and he was really a big part of our win against the lakers in night one so be ready for the Bielitsa call mid-podcast almost weekly. We're we're big oh, Bielitsa guys. Print the jerseys, Royal Retros. Today's episode is <laughs> brought to you by RoyalRetros.com. We are soon going to be having these Bielitsa jerseys. I am forcing Dusty to put them on the site. Um, we'll, we'll get through the copyright, I'm sure, right, Dusty? I but, want the uh,
1: European jersey, too. I want the European <laughs> one. I want the white okay. one. I want a European <laughs>
0: If you're looking for some defunct jerseys to impress your friends, go over to royalretros.com. They are the leader, the king of throwback jerseys. Um, We got the vintage icon collections going. Right now, we have the Houston Colt 45s at a massive discount. Um, I mean, realistically, I hate to bring up this reference, but if you think of a frat party, it's just a bunch of dudes that are in jerseys, um, old school jerseys. I I know the Carl Malone Utah Jazz is just a number one seller at frat parties. (laughs) Go <laughs> shout out to our boy Zach at Chico State. Um, the these Houston Colt 45s are on sale, they are absolutely fire. They're defunct jerseys, um, perfectly made to the T We have uh, all of the product info's on there. Team was active from 62 to 64. Um, they're they're a transitioning team to the Houston Buffaloes. They played in the uh, what a, a stadium that would become the Astrodome. So Big names on that team, Joe Morgan, um, Bob Aspromonte. Joe Morgan is the big one on that team. So <laughs> go over to royalretros.com. Houston Colt 45s jerseys on sale right now. The vintage icon selection. Use promo code Upside Play. Get 10% off your order. Again, promo code Upside Play, 10% off your order. Fantasy Nightmare Week. We are here. Um, I know every single person doing their draft, once you're finished and you're like, man, I have a squad. You looked at your bye weeks and you're like, holy shit, week seven is going to suck. Well, guess what? We're here. Um, Vince, you have a tweet that you found uh, from a very popular source. Hit it.
1: Yeah, via Ryan McDonald. Follow him. Um, Great fantasy. uh, McDowell. Shit. Ryan
0: McDowell. uh, Follow him. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell we we really love this guy.
1: Uh, Yeah, via Ryan McDowell. Um, In week seven, we'll be missing, you know, the quarterback one, quarterback seven, quarterback nine, quarterback 10. The RB two, three, four, eight, nine, nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-three. 19,
0: 21, 23. Anything you could think of were are missing yeah. this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. If you looked at any of your rosters, I'd be very surprised if you had a team that was unscathed in week seven. Yeah.
0: Wide receiver four,
1: six, 10, 11, 16, 19, 21. It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Disgusting. I've never seen uh, anything like this bills chargers steelers cowboys vikings jaguars and i mean to put this in perspective a little slower for you we're missing 12 of the top 40 wide receivers we're missing three of the top four rbs three of the top 12 tight ends and four of the top 10 qbs it is an absolute nightmare that's why we've labeled it the fantasy nightmare week because you're going to be playing guys that you might not have ever heard of this week, and it's there's nothing you could do about it. Um, all these teams are big-time scorers as well. I'm going to get the points per game up in a second here, but I'm, like, really thinking about it. These teams are massive fantasy components, so you're going to have to get crafty. Yeah, looking at it, Cowboys, number one points per game. Buffalo Bills, number two points per game. Um, we'll go down to the Chargers. They're 24 points per game. And, I mean, Austin Eckler is the RB two. Mike Williams is the wide receiver four. Keenan Allen's a one of the better wide receiver 26 we've ever seen. Anything else on these teams, Vince? Um, I know that you're missing in one of your league, you're missing a lot of guys, so it's looking desperate. But who, yeah. who are you missing the most in week seven?
1: Uh, I have a league where I'm missing Dak um, – no, I'm sorry. I'm missing Justin uh, Herbert. I'm missing CeeDee Lamb, uh, Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys defense. Um, Zeke, it, it the, I feel like everyone was on a bye You're making tough decisions on waivers. if is this guy worth starting or should I drop him or what do I do? Yeah. Just just hit us up on Twitter. we'll We'll get you right.
0: Um, and if we don't, we're sorry, we, <laughs> but you know um <laughs> we try our best <laughs> way to keep the confidence going. I have a couple leagues with Austin Eckler. um I think I'm in four leagues with Vince. I three of them I have Austin Eckler. I think I have Deontay Johnson in every single league that I have with Vince. So those are going to be big guys for me to replace this year or this week. I didn't have too much trouble because my redraft team was 0-3 to start. So I ended up getting Cordero Patterson and he's back.
1: I'll, I'll tell you, in one league, I am starting Cordero Patterson and Kyle Juszczyk. Oh. So, yeah, if that doesn't tell you how this fucking week is, uh, I don't know what will. So oh.
0: Kyle, you Kyle check on Sunday night. You're going to sweat that out. I hope it's
1: RIP close. this league. <laughs> I, hope I hope it's close. It. <laughs> uh, it.
0: Who would you rather? Um, so we're talking, who would you rather have the rest of this season in a PPR redraft format? So redraft meaning basically for all you guys that haven't done a dynasty league, redraft is the basic fantasy football league that restarts. You do a draft every year. Two wide receivers I chose for this week are going to be DK Metcalf or Chris Godwin. Vince, I'll let you pick first. Who would you rather for the rest of this year in PPR?
1: This one was incredibly tough. I didn't know um, really how close it was until I started really thinking about it, but I think I'm going to go with Chris Godwin um, Mm -hmm. because I know it's not really because it's Tom Brady or Geno Smith. It's just because I looked at the schedule and it's a little bit easier for Chris Godwin, in my opinion. Uh, I think a lot of people don't like having Antonio Brown and Mike Evans on the other side of him. I personally would rather have that. I don't want my, you know, wide receivers being, you know, double teamed. You got to guard those guys um, respectfully. So having Chris Godwin with those other guys makes the coverage a little bit better. DK. A wonderful option as well. Um, I wouldn't be mad with either of these options. I'm just leaning Chris Godwin because of Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) they throw the ball the most per game. You know, they they definitely throw the ball. I think that is a stat too. Most team pass plays per game is the Buccaneers. Um, 19th in targets for Chris Godwin. He has the most routes run out of any wide receiver, and I mean he's fifth in yards after catch. So. He's getting the ball open in space. He's running the most routes. The opportunity is definitely going to be there. And, I mean, to have the 19th most targets with three top 24 wide receivers, mm-hmm. that's that's incredible. So I, I think the opportunity will stay there. Um, I think his, his usage actually dropped a little after that big fumble. And I think it was week one against mm-hmm. the Cowboys where he fumbled, yeah, first night of the game. And uh, we saw a scare for him in fantasy, but he's he's bounced back. The Bucks are scoring 32 points a game, so he's going to be a big part of that, 426 yards. I think they have the most pass yards per game. Yeah, they do. Most pass yards per game by 30-plus yards. So opportunity is going to be there for Chris Godwin. Other side is DK Metcalf. Um, I'm kind of leaning Chris Godwin as well, but I will make a, make a point for DK. Nobody scores touchdowns like DK scores touchdowns right now. Um, he's got five already. He's got 73 yards a game. Downside is Gino Smith. Um, we're we're not too we'll sold look good on Gino. He did yeah, he did look better
1: than I expected him to look.
0: You know, I think but, that Tyler Lockett's route tree kind of helps Gino a little more than DK Metcalf does. But DK Metcalf after the catch can be an animal, and we haven't seen it yet. And I think we're going to see it. So I'm I'm not mad at Geno. Um, I think that it will come into play. I think DK will have his share. Um, he's not running as many routes, um, not nearly. He's at 159 routes, which is 46th in the league right now. Ooh. So these are these stats aren't everything, but they are things that we look at when we're determining who to start, who to sit, and more importantly, who to tell you to start and who to sit. So especially DK,
1: when it's this close, you know, what I'm saying? When, yeah. this, this one is incredibly close.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's DK 17.5 fantasy points per game according to um, Player Profiler mm-hmm. right now. Game log is. His game logs look nice. He's got over 10 points in every single game. I don't think he's ever going to be a sit. But in the past two weeks, I will say Jalen Ramsey covering him, he had the least amount of snaps that he's played all season at 73.3. We're we're thinking week two against the um, Tennessee Titans, 92.5% of snaps. So we have slowly but surely seen his snap share drop a little bit. I'm hoping that this will pick back up. So that it's just something to monitor. Don't freak out if you're a DK owner. That's not what I'm saying. But his snap share has started to go down a little bit, while Tyler Lockett is kind of to the contrary. Who's hot? Who's not? Vince, this one hurts because we were both hot, high on Robbie going into the season, and I ended up not getting one single share of him because I think I hyped him up so much. And you guys because I got before. every
1: single share of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So Robbie Anderson, uh, not hot right now. What's going on with Robbie? Um, I
1: I honestly could not tell you at all. Um, the target numbers are looking pretty good as of late. They're just not turning into anything. DJ Moore is obviously the number one target for Sam Darnold, which we all had that narrative of, you know, they played together with the Jets. Now they're back together. They're free of Adam Gase. It's obvious. It's 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 not working out. Um, CMC going down was another. Okay, this is good for Bobby. And that's not working. They traded away their top tight end. This is going to be good for Robbie. It's still not good for Robbie. (laughs) Everything is going to the point where Robbie Anderson is going to get better. And it's just not happening. I have a league where I am deciding, do I drop Robbie Anderson for a defense or do I not start a defense? It's coming down to that.
0: And it's, it's it's tough. It's week seven, man. It's, it's hard to quit on these guys. So let me, I I did a little digging 40 targets, 15 receptions. You're like, wow, this guy must drop the ball a lot. He has four drops. So, I mean, a 10% drop rate is not great, but small sample size. Yes. Yards per target. This is what starts to scare me 4.8 yards per target. That's 97th in the league. And I mean, you could be like, well, he's a possession guy, catchable target rate. 62% of the times he's being targeted, those balls are deemed catchable. That is 95th in the NFL. This is screaming that Sam Darnold is missing these short throws. And I bet if I go over, and I should have done this before, but I bet if I go over and I look at what DJ Moore's yards per target is, it's going to be massively different. It's going to be way more downfield. And I think that Sam Darnold is struggling in these short routes and he's overcompensating when something's not there and just trying to fit something in or just throwing it away because I average target distance for DJ Moore, 12 or sorry. Let me, let me go look at this. Average target distance for um, DJ Moore is going to be 11 yards. So just a, a massive difference there. Yeah. A, a massive, massive difference there. And, it makes sense why DJ Moore is having a great season and Robbie isn't because Robbie isn't getting passes that he can catch His the target accuracy. And this is on a scale from player profile deeming what's accurate. What's not 97th amongst wide receivers. That's it's, it's not good. He might be seeing those target numbers and you're probably looking at it like what the hell is going on, but the passes aren't great from Sam Darnold. Yes. He's dropping a couple good and easy ones, but the 11 targets in one game with three catches you you have to think maybe the quarterback's not putting it in his pocket.
1: Yeah. I mean, you brought up the yards per target. He's never had a season of less than 7.5. And right now his is at 4.8, which is obviously not ideal. One glimmer of hope for Robbie Anderson that would probably make me not drop him is he already has two touchdowns this year. He had three last season. He was relevant without the touchdowns. he, if those touchdown numbers go up, it's easier for him to be relevant. That's just how fantasy football goes. But we've seen Robbie Anderson be fantasy relevant without the touchdowns. So it might just be, you know, a spell of Sam Darnold just being finally getting comfortable in the offense. You know, it could just be Sam Darnold, which it, it, it might just be. He started the year on fire and they lost three straight games. <laughs> so, um, this have, is. Have you seen Sam Darnold's thing.
0: player profiler? Um, no, is it the lego guy it's the lego yeah. with like the <laughs> with the the most like middle class like white man swooped haircut you've ever seen look at adam Trump, oh man that is funny uh <laughs> I want, i'm gonna find some sam darnold stats for later on but yeah robbie anderson i i understand why people are pressing the panic button because he's getting the targets you're not seeing the results and you're wondering what the hell's going on, I think it's more of the targets not being very accurate. But, I mean, that drop number is way too high still. It's only four drops, yes. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it's 10% of what he's seen so far. So that's got to have your quarterback a little unconfident. He had a lot of opportunity with Christian McCaffrey gone, and we just have not seen it flourish so far. So that's uh, something to keep your eye on. I would stick on to Robbie. Um, I think that he can have a solid second half. I have to look at the defenses that he's playing, but I don't think he's anywhere in the drop range yet for me. And who's hot? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been absolutely dynamite the past two games, past three games, really. Um, last week, or I guess two weeks ago, he had like a 40-point performance, absolutely dominant, and he's doing it in a passing, a, a non-existent passing offense, really. Um, we saw Lamar go crazy on Sunday night, and I think that was Mark Andrews' big game. 25th in team pass plays so opposite of the bucks really they're 25th most passes per game mark andrews amongst tight ends third in targets burst in yards second in receptions he has seven red zone targets in the last three games he's averaging seven receptions per game the last three games so i mean really what that's telling me is lamar jackson is comfortable with him in the red zone that's where tight ends do a lot of their work he has more yards than guys like darren waller travis kelsey the big names right now I wanted to throw my guy, George, in there, but he's just a little banged up, so I can't. Um, And, I mean, really, Mark Andrews, he's always been the top option for this, sorry, Baltimore offense. But we haven't seen Lamar throw it that much. And with all the running backs that are injured and them kind of changing up their schemes, keeping defenses on their toes, Mark Andrews is a premier, premier guy to have. Um, I got away with a big dynasty trade earlier in the year. People were very angry about it. Um, (laughs) It was a third And Mark Andrews coming to me for a second in Dallas Goddard. Shout out Devin Luna, best wedding DJ you'll ever meet. Probably one of the worst fantasy football players you'll ever meet. (laughs) Um, And uh, I mean, I couldn't be happier about it. Mark Andrews has been absolutely killer this year. I think it's going to sustain itself too, because teams are going to be loading that box and he's been finding himself open left and right. Um, I want to find his target separation. Not crazy. Um, 12th. 12th in target separation he hasn't dropped a ball all year and uh, I mean really as tight ends go he's been the number one dominating wide or tight end because he gets a crazy target share I mean amongst tight ends he has 24.2 percent of targets going his way on a team that you only can see five tight ends doing that in the league really Mark Andrews is one of them and he's really banking in on Lamar seeing a loaded box and being able to throw it out of there You hit
1: the head. You hit the nail right on the head, really. It's um, the teams are going to have to have a spy on Lamar. Um, They're going to be, you know, there's going to be times where it might be a Marquise Brown game or now Rashard Bateman. But I think that just opens up the middle of the field more for Mark Andrews. Like I said, you're going to have to have a spy on Lamar. You can't be double teaming Andrews like you were previously. And still, that didn't even work. Um, (laughs) So I, I really think he's up in the top echelon wide receiver ranks. I want to get off script just a, li- a little bit here. We just did it. Would you rather Would you rather have Mark Andrews rest of season or would you rather have George Kittle?
0: Rest of season? I mean, it's mm-hmm. got to be Mark Andrews. We don't know what Kittle's going to look like.
1: Yeah.
0: It's. That I mean, a, I'm not going to blame injury, you know. Um, no, but, right. I mean, Mark Andrews is hot right now. And we kind of – I bet if I looked up how much the 49ers throw the ball, we're probably in a similar <laughs> – similar spot as the Ravens. Um, I mean, Kyle, once our offense really gets cooking, it's when we're running the ball right and we're in the right zone schemes and we're, we're doing what the 49ers have done the past three seasons. Team pass plays per game, 33.4 for the 49ers. We're only we're number 22 in the league. So we're, we're not very far off. Um, yeah, I mean, 32.3 for the um, Ravens. So it's one less pass play per game. I, I'd rather have Mark Andrews right now. Both weapons wise, I mean, on the outside, you're thinking, would you rather have your other weapons be Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown or (laughs) Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk? I mean, you tell me which guy you'd rather have. And Mark Andrews is a good blocker, but he doesn't block like George Kittle. Nobody does. So George George is going to be in the game blocking a lot of the time. I'm still a firm believer that he is the best tight end in the NFL. Um, It's just he's probably not the best fantasy tight end. And that's what most people look at nowadays. So. I'd rather have George over Darren Waller, if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> I would not, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Yeah, that would, that would last us a whole hour. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that one day once the offseason hits. We'll just have a whole day of that. Um, that's who's hot, who's not, Robbie and Mark Andrews. We Our last segment of today is going to be the best bottom six squad. Um, so if you're following pretty closely this season, we got the Jets one and four. Miami 1 and 5, Giants 1 and 5, Texans 1 and 5, Jaguars 1 and 5, Lions 0 oh, and 6. Out of those 6 teams, Vince, which one do you think is the best?
1: I don't know. Um I, I I'm <laughs> I I want to say the Lions. I really do. I think the Lions, they play hard. <laughs> Dan Campbell's got that squad playing yeah. hard. I know they have oh, yeah. no wins, but, I mean, they lost to a 66-yard field goal against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They scored 33 or 32 against San Francisco Week 1. This team really should be 3-3 right now. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's how football goes. I do believe the Lions <laughs> – could be the best of the bottom six. Um, but th- it, to me, it's the Giants. The Giants have solid players on defense. They have the weapons on offense. Um, I believe Joe Judge is a good coach. Um, I just, I, I really, I can't tell you why the Giants are this bad right now. They have been hit with injuries, but they just have not been getting lucky at all.
0: I I would also, if, if everyone was healthy, I'd definitely say the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Saquon has been hurt every single year besides his rookie season. So yeah. it's, it's hard to just go out there and I mean, Devonte Booker, I, I was kind of high on him being the a good handcuff and he's just kind of really not it. So when I'm looking at it, it's a surprising answer, but I feel like I might have to say, I, f- I feel like the giants is a smart answer, but right now, I think I'm going to go with the dolphins and nothing okay. on paper, Nothing on paper would say that I think they're going to blow up their entire team very soon, but it was kind of between the dolphins lines for me Um, point differential. The dolphins are the second worst in the league. They're 78 points under right now. They're on a five game losing streak, but something about Tua coming back, Jalen Waldo getting a little better and them hopefully figuring out how to use miles Gassian. hit. He's another guy who's seen snap numbers drop drastically and I can't figure it out why, but those three components on offense and having a stellar defense coming back from last year. I mean, this team won, what, 10 games last season? Yeah. Definitely. Not a lot is missing from it. I mean, Van Noy is missing, but other than that, like, n- nothing crazy. So, I-, I think the Dolphins can start to pick it up a little bit. I kind of want to look at their schedule for a second just to see who they have upcoming. Okay. Uh, Falcons, and then you have a banger against the Bills. Texans, banger against the Ravens. Jets, Panthers, Giants, Jets. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins there. Uh, Jaguars (laughs) were really on my mind, too. Um, I think Trevor (laughs) Lawrence is going to continue to get better. He was the number one pick for a reason. Everybody was saying, oh, he's the best prospect since Peyton Manning. Had a fucking terrible first three games. And he's starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, Urban Meyer is not my ideal choice for coach right now. Um, It's been a grind for him. But um, <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just think that I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to get better. I think Josh Allen is a stud on defense and he's a good team leader. And these Jags, let's look at the Jaguars' schedules now that I have all of you guys together, this uh, fun family. Where are the Jaguars in here too? At the bottom. No, no, I'm looking at passing plays per game, and they're not. That's what surprised me. Uh, 234 points uh, or passing yards per game. They have a gauntlet. They go Seahawks, Bills, Colts, 49ers. Hopefully they can take advantage of Geno because then it's Falcons, which is a toss-up game, Rams, Titans, Texans, Jets, Patriots, Colts. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars probably at the most are going to get four wins this season. Tough first year for Trevor, but I don't think first years are everything. And, I mean, could be a good excuse to get Urban out of there quicker. So, uh, yeah, I, I was going to lean the Jaguars and I'm glad I looked at their schedule in depth. I think Miami finishes with the best record out of these six teams.
1: I definitely, I, I agree with that. I think Miami is a solid football team. Um, the two injury was not ideal. They lost an overtime thriller against Las Vegas in week four, or sorry, week three, that um, Miami played a better football game. They should have won that game. Um, you're looking at some, you know, potential games where you're like, well, we missed You know, a field goal here or there that would have made you three and four or you know three and three. It's a it's a terrible season for a couple of these teams. But I also wanted to bring up the Jets. Um, There's nothing scarier in the NFL than a team that with with nothing to lose, and that's the Jets. Uh, The Jets got Mm -hmm. you know obviously a first year head coach. They got a rookie quarterback. They're just going to go ahead. A good head coach too. A good head coach, and I believe a good quarterback. I believe Zach Wilson (laughs) is going to be a good quarterback. He just needs to get you know repetitions in you know he needs to get plays in um i think he's gonna get cooking towards the second half of the year um like i said these this team has nothing to lose they're not tanking for a quarterback anymore they can go out and do the stuff that they normally didn't do because they were tanking for their quarterback um Day after christmas we get. But sorry go ahead i think the jets could be dangerous i don't i want to say by their schedules or their their record is going to be nearing the playoffs, but it's going to be, they're going to be a team where you might be actually excited to watch them on Sunday, on Sunday, on Sundays. But um, yeah, I'm very impressed with Zach Wilson
0: day after Christmas, we get jets Jaguars and it's crazy, but I'm kind of excited to watch that game. Ooh. Number one versus number two. Okay. Uh,
1: I'm ready for that.
0: <laughs> um, I think I, I'm hoping I'm reading this right. uh <laughs> QBR Over
1: under four total wins during that, or before that game for the two teams. Four total wins. Yeah.
0: I'm going to hit the, Oh shit. I don't think. I am, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're going to, I think it'll push. I think they'll both have two wins. Um, Zach Wilson's QBR right now is 22.7. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> QBR is not everything. QBR is a broken <laughs> ranking. That's why nobody really talks about it, but. <laughs> 22.7 <laughs> is not good <laughs> for it those it track like, at home
1: if you snap the ball and throw it into the ground isn't it like 18 or something like that so isn't it yeah, like four like points above <laughs> yeah. just throwing in the ground
0: <laughs> uh, I was going to look up Patrick Mahomes QBR to give it some reference but Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. has been pretty shit this year too So he's mediocre
1: easily. dude he ain't shit
0: Oh, big Raider fan he ain't coming shit, out he ain't oh, shit, when, did, when did the Chiefs play the Raiders
1: I think three or four weeks on Sunday night in Vegas.
0: Oh man, I want to find that. Um, <laughs> well, I want to. I want to know what the line's going to be for that. I think it's going to be Chiefs minus eight at least. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Really? Mm-mm. It's going to be closer than that. No way. All right, keep track. Keep a pin on that, folks. Uh, Chiefs versus Raiders. Where are we finding it? Chiefs versus Raiders is going to be November 14th. It is a primetime game. So week seven, eight, nine. Yep. So you're right. So we got it in three weeks or four weeks, technically. Chiefs, Raiders. Uh, Vince, would you like to make a bet live on air? What's the bet? About the line. If it's at least minus seven and a half or not.
1: I think it's going to be closer than that. I think it's going to be five or six.
0: All right. I think the line will be minus seven and a half. Vince has the under on that. Um, Vince will give me a Raiders shirt to wear on air. I will give him a 49ers shirt to wear wear on air, uh, win or lose. Well, it'll probably happen in the summer because we live I in two different cities. I fucking
1: already regret this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is just the opening line. Not I'll if, take or, it. Or do you want to do the game? We could do if the if the Chiefs win by 7+. plus. I'll take that. All right, we'll do we'll do the actual game. That's I'll more fun. Time. Who wants to bet on an opening line? All time. right, people got it in the book. Take a mental note. That is today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please go to royalretros.com. Again, royalretros.com. Use promo code UPSIDEPLAY. All jerseys customizable. I have a Trey Lance uh, rookie jersey. I have a Trey Lance college jersey, North Dakota State. Please contact us, I? through the DMs on Royal Retros. We'll help you out. We'll figure out what you need. We'll get all the right stitching. Um, royalretros.com. Twitter, I think we're at Royal Retros. We got you. Use promo code UPSIDEPLAY. Any closing thoughts, Vinny?
1: Um, I'm just excited to watch the Raiders beat down on the Eagles. I know Maher's not here. I can't talk shit to him, but I am um, just can't wait for this double-digit Raider win this week.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think Steph is – no, oh, that was offensive interference. I think Steph now has 27 or 28. And I want you folks at home to remember. Bielitsa, number Bielitsa one.
1: number one, baby.